Hello and welcome back to the Restricted View podcast. I am Deborah. Hello, everybody. I'm Kit. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to do that this yeah. time. Formerly known as the artist, formerly known as Chris. <laughs> yes. And this week we have a regular episode for you. Last week we had a bit of a different episode. And this week we're back with our usual schedule. Yes, we are still hoping to have. We mentioned we were hoping to push out um, a little bonus thing uh, last week in 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 what's the word in uh, compensation for the shorter episode and we're still hoping to get that out it's just not out yet yeah he says shorter but it was about it was over an hour long less feature rich then okay we'll call that's it. Fair less enough. feature rich yeah. but we're back <laughs> back to normal um back to business as usual this week with our with a tip a some some news response uh so a topic of conversation yeah. and another list because we are having a bit of a we, we did actually see a show last week, and that'll be um, featured in our bone in our in our little bit of bonus content that, that we're working on, as we said. But um, apart from that, we haven't actually seen all that much for the last week and a half or so. No, I mean you've been working quite a lot. I've been quite busy, yes, I've been so working a lot. our schedule is not kind of matching theatre schedule. Mm-hmm. So we haven't been able to go, but hopefully exactly. we'll rectify that very soon. Yes, we do have some plans. We've actually we we've booked a couple of shows. We booked shows, um, and we're hoping to see something this weekend as well, and finally get that reviewed, which has been is in the pipeline for quite some time. And unfortunately, we're going to end up reviewing it quite near the end of its run, possibly even by the time it launches, by the end of its run. But it will still be a fun retrospective review, regardless. Definitely. <laughs> um, but anyway, this week, as I said, we have a list, so let's crack on into the news. <laughs> So this week's news that uh, we're responding to is um, actually, well, for me, it was actually completely new, completely new news. Um, so the second wave of tickets uh, launched earlier this week for uh, for a production of Cabaret at the Playhouse Theatre. Now, I didn't even know this was happening. Yes, I think they first announced it in May this year. Yeah, and this week they released new tickets. They had already released the first batch, I believe, in July. Yeah, 19th of July was priority tickets. 22nd of July, of July was... Um, Ticket release, the first ticket release, and then the, yes, the sixth of September was the second wave, which is already completely sold out. Wow. Um, however, if so, the, the news this week as well as they also finished finalized the, the casting. Um, but the thing I would say first of all, I've seen Cabaret, wouldn't recommend it. You're not missing much. Um, <laughs> second of all, if you really want to see it, don't worry, there will be. I mean, I suspect there'll be a third wave. And even if there isn't, there'll be day tickets, right? Yeah, I assume I assume there'll be a third wave. And I again, I think th- most theatres have day tickets. I don't know if that's a uh, that's mandatory, but some a lot of you've theaters... always told me it's mandatory. Yeah, so I read this was mandatory. I don't actually know if this is the case, but I, I, most I believe it. Seem to I've, I've, heard, a, I've heard from other sources it's mandatory. Yeah, so they have a, a, a number of day tickets. Not very many, but uh, you can still get your hands on them. I'm sure there'll be ways to get tickets. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the absolute. This is going to be the end of it. End of it. It's very rare that a show that a run is like completely sold out, as in you cannot go to it at all before it's even started. Yeah, I was going to say because yeah. it's running. From, it's opening the fifteenth of November in the London Playhouse Theatre, and it's running until um, sometime in April. Oh, it's uh, quite a long run then. Yes, it is quite a long run. I can't actually. I've, I've lost the. I had the when it's when it was ending. I know it's April. Don't I can't remember what date in April. But it's, it's running for quite a while. And I'm, I'm surprised it sold out quite so quickly insofar as I wouldn't have thought. So the big name is Eddie Redmayne, who mm. is not, he was already named previously, apparently. Yes. Um, Back in May, I think. He, he um, I, I'm surprised, I'm surprised that Cabaret with Eddie Redmayne would sell out quite to that degree. I don't think, I, it's not a show that's beloved enough to my, in my experience. Yeah, I think it's because uh, it's almost become such a, such a cult classic that people go to it whenever it's here. So they will go to it regardless. I remember going to Cabaret 
many, many years ago at the Savoy Theatre, and it was also also kind of sold out uh, most days. You maybe, know? So, yeah, maybe it's more. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I realized it was a cult classic, and maybe yeah. it is. But um, but I'm still surprised. Lady Redmayne is not known for his uh, his singing. I know he played Marius in the uh, very poor adaption of the of Les Mis film, and he wasn't particularly good at it, obviously, because he's not a singer. He's a very um, good actor, but uh, yes, I, I agree there's not much singing. MC, he's it. playing MC. MC doesn't sing all that much. He kind of does half singing. Uh, I saw Wayne Sleep play MC when I saw it. Okay. He was quite. He was perfectly good in the role. Um, but it's also... So it's, so other casting is Sally Bowles has been played by Jesse Buckley. Clifford Bradshaw has been played by uh, Amari Douglas. Fraulein Schneider Oh, Amari by... Douglas, who uh, was in uh, Constellations, wasn't he? Oh yes, I do. I thought I recognised his yes. face, but I, I, I we don't didn't know. see him. No, we didn't see him. He was uh, he was he was in, in the, the he was in the the, the two the, the two ma- two male um, couple. Yeah, right. The, the the male couple. Yeah, we didn't we didn't see that one unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Fraulein Schneider is, is Lisa uh, Sadovi. Hair. See if you recognise any more names. Herr Schultz is Elliot Levy. Ernst uh, Ludwig is Stuart Clark. Fraulein Kust slash Fraulein Fritzi by is Anna Jane Casey, and the book book by Joe Mastroff and music by John Kander, with lyrics by Fred Ebb, and it's been directed by a female director, which is always worth noting, uh, Rebecca Frecknell. Okay, yes, I I actually I have seen Cabaret as I said, but it's not uh it's not really in my radar as a show I really want to go back to. So I'm I'm not sure how much I'll push myself to try and get tickets for this. To be no, honest, no, I think unless the only the only scenario in which I would go see this is if we actually had people uh, commenting asking us to go see it to review it. Well, unless and, and if if you know we if our friends wanted to go see it very badly, no, we wouldn't go no. see it. No, he no. he I just I didn't he just pulled, he just pulled a face of like no, I don't like broccoli. That was the face <laughs> he just pulled. <laughs> so yeah, I I didn't like the show when I saw it, and I have no intention of seeing it again. That's um, fair enough. I would I would do my utmost to review it with um you know review the production subjective objectively. I do my very as best much as do, possible. Yeah. I do my very best to do that if um, if you know listeners wanted us to go see it, but um, but you know that would be the only circumstances in which I go see it, frankly. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so if you're in, but but that is not to say that is not going to be an enjoyable show for you. So if you like cabaret or you like Eddie Redmayne or a combination thereof, um, <laughs> do do basically keep your ear to the ground. Um, do you know constantly go back and check out for tickets because uh, there probably will be a third wave of tickets. Yes, do not despair. There is always a way to get tickets. Yeah, um, and if, if worst case scenario, maybe who knows? Maybe there'll be rush tickets on today. Ticks, oh, they'll probably not. <laughs> not for a short. They might do. Who knows? Yeah, but definitely keep your ears to the ground. Fifteenth of November, twenty twenty one, is when Cabaret will open in the London Playhouse Theatre. If you're interested, definitely keep your ears to the ground for tickets. <laughs> So uh, today's list is of our top five overrated musicals. This is the one where we make enemies. Yeah, well, we probably have made enemies already <laughs> with some of the <laughs> opinions we gave you. But we had we have shared with you our favorite musicals, so go check that out if you haven't yet. Also our favorite plays. Uh, and today we are going to share with you the musicals we think are most overrated. Bearing in mind that it doesn't mean that we don't like them. Yes, and it also doesn't mean yeah, exactly. It doesn't these aren't our top five least favorite musicals. No, no, it's not right, the no. opposite of the previous list. It's uh, very different to that. Yeah, it's musicals that we don't fully understand why are so popular. 
Yeah, I, I guess we're probably going to end up doing a. Uh, or you know, we might even understand why it's so popular, but just think it's not all, get it's, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we're, I guess we'll, no surprise, we'll end up doing our top five most overrated plays at some point, and I'll have to just forbid myself from putting five Shakespeare's. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll want to. There'll be one. There'll surely be one Shakespeare. Although, like, which one is the most overrated? Oh, I think I think I know. Okay, this is this is not this today's <laughs> list. Today's list, different list. So I started the last list. Do you want to start this one? Yes, and I I will start with my number five. Which... No wait, did you start the last one? Uh, it doesn't matter. You can start. Well, because I'm, you always I'm... claim that I steal yours. So you have you to start. do anyway. We, well, well, last time we had a bit. We had, it was so it was both ways. My number five will probably shock you. Um, no, it won't. No, it won't. No, it won't. Oh, it probably will. Uh, I didn't realize. I, I didn't realize that it was. Is a musical that I thought was very overrated, but recently I've been thinking about it, and actually, um, I checked Wikipedia for the top ten highest-grossing sh- musicals of all time, and it's there. So I felt kind of validated. <laughs> all right. So originally, when you thought of it, you thought it wasn't rated highly enough by, yeah, by was, the general public to uh, to classify as overrated. No, no. I knew, I knew it's a very famous, very popular musical. I just didn't know if it was considered like if it was one of the highest grossing ones, for example, and it is. Right. Uh, and I know a lot of people love it, uh, and I don't dislike it. As I said, I do not dislike it. I don't. Maybe when I saw it, I wasn't in the right. Don't get me wrong. You can it. have you can, your your favorite a musical in your top five musicals could be in this list. There's nothing wrong with That's that. That's very true. Yes. So my number five is actually uh, Miss Saigon. Moment of silence for I, I, I just, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's rated highly enough. It's in the top by 10. the general public. It is a people, of grossing, but like maybe yeah. they just charge a lot for the tickets. <laughs> well, they certainly do. Uh, but yes, it is very. I think it is very popular, and I, like it, it. There's a lot of con- controversy uh, regarding this show as well. But I'm not going to get into. Oh, yes, the actors- yes, yes. No, not just that, but it's the way, the way the. The portrayal of characters. Sure. Well, anyway, not going to get into that. I just think it's a bit overrated. I expected, I expected to uh, cry a river, and I just didn't really care. So <laughs> why did you expect to cry a river? Because I was told it was very, very sad. Be prepared to cry. I was told those things. Huh? Yes. Who told you that? I think. Um, I, I think I put read you, about put it. Put on the spot now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think I mostly, I think I mostly read about how sad it was. I remember. Um, I think your mum might have said mom, it was very actually, sad. My, my mum, actually, I think she did. I think I remember uh, saying it to you. And I usually agree with your mum uh, when it comes to musicals. We usually have very similar taste. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you, I, were, you weren't impressed. Really. I, no, I, I mean, look, I can see it was like a good. It was a good production. It was well done. It was done. a good production. We it saw it was. Yeah. It's like you know, high value and everything. Well acted. Well sung. Oh, fine. Has a it. helicopter on the stage. It has a helicopter on the stage, but I've seen amazing things on stage. So Where did I, we see I, that? Was that in Drury Lane? We saw that. Uh, Prince Edward. Oh, was it? Yes. That's where, where it was. Rich- I'm pretty now. sure that's where it first. Oh, maybe it first opened Drury Lane. That's why I'm confused. I think it opened there. I think I remember having this conversation at the time. Yeah, I knew the conduct. I knew the. I know. I work. I worked with the pianist from the original production. Hmm. Or maybe she was a conductor. I can't remember. Yes. She's my conductor. I think she's the pianist for that. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I do like it, uh, and I'm willing to give it a second chance if I if, if it comes around again. It's not a show okay, that I wouldn't you go would see, see it, it again. Okay. I would go see it again. I just I just did not understand. I didn't get the fuss, and I remember how big it was at the time. But the fact that it was it was such a big deal, like the posters and it, yeah, you it's, know. A, it's it means it's it's a it's a Booba and Schoenberg, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm the, sorry the, if you, it's your favorite musical. <laughs> I don't mean anything. See, by thing, it. I don't think it's anyone's favorite of all time. That's, yeah, maybe that's not. Kind of, that's why I kind of like it. Wouldn't occur to me as an overrated one. 
Okay, but it, um, uh, but it turns but, out. But, it's, no, but you're, you're, I mean, you're well justified. But I, the fact that it's in the top 10 grossing of all time, you're perfectly justified. Yeah. I just don't agree, I guess. But okay. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number five. I'm What's very, your number I'm, five? I'm very amicable. I mean, like, oh, it's fine that we disagree. Usually I'd be much more tacky. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I, yeah, because I'm not a huge Hammer Saga either. It's, no, I, th- it's, I think it's it's it has, I think it has some good songs, and I can yeah. sometimes you sing them. It's got them some and great I, songs, got some terrible songs. It has, it does have some rubbish songs as well. Yeah. It's based on Madame Butterfly, and the opera. Yeah. Uh, and so that's you know that's that's where the tragedy comes from, from mm. Italian opera, <laughs> which um, I yeah, it's possibly not a great source for of tragedy for for modern audiences. Uh, it has oh, it has like yeah, like We Doy, I think it's a great song. Mm, I don't remember it. I know um, I will know them by, the by dust, name. It's the one that John sings. I don't know if it's at like a UN conference or where it is, but it's like it's at a conference about, uh, mm. excuse me, about the children who, the children of American soldiers. Oh yes, who were left behind. Yes, yes, I remember it. Um, yep. but there's some, there's some mild not contra- controversy is the wrong word, but there was some because Bidoy means translates to dust of life or something. That's not actually what the children were called. Mm-hmm. They like. They, they, it was it, the the actual children who had a different kind of okay. uh, pseudonym, mm. um, which was then changed for the musical for some reason, which was odd. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it has some good. I think the ending is quite the ending is quite powerful. Um, yeah, I I think I it Kim's, did not it did not make an impression on me. It's very it's hard to explain how these things work. Yeah, really I, it didn't it didn't. Yeah, I think it's I, I'll go see it again. It's, it's, it's okay. yeah, it's it, okay. Fair enough. Okay, mm. I can I can I can I disagree, but I can understand. Mm. My number five is um, mostly the reason I think it's overrated is probably um, I, I haven't looked at your list. You'll be able to tell me if it's in the top ten most highest. Oh, grossing. I don't know. I have I, to look. I suspect it will be. Uh-huh. But when I was. Um, when I was a t- late teenager, young adult, ba- everyone I was involved with in the musical theatre scene um, was just obsessed with this show. And I never got it. And it's wicked. Oh, interesting. That's my number four. Oh, really? Yeah. So and- we actually went back to see Wicked not that long ago, maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it, you know, um... I always I enjoy it the first time I saw it as well. I enjoy it, but but um, it's just it's just a big fat five out of ten. You know, it's good. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. See, so uh, I come from a different place. I think I used to love Wicked, and when I first saw it, I loved it. I think I, it was one of my favorite shows. I yeah, basically. Loved so it. so I basically interacted almost exclusively with um, people like you from the age of 18 to 21 I'm sorry <laughs> and for some reason they were all all girls as well I think uh, boys did like it don't get me wrong um, but uh, mm. uh, but but it was mostly the the musical theatre girls who apps were just re- obsessed with Wicked yeah I think there's I think it has a place uh, in in the way it portrays like female friendship yeah I can understand and that. there are a lot of like, and being different and, and there's a lot of like female solos and, and also duets uh, which are not very common uh, and, sure, yeah, and the female solos are not all like love ballads, you know. They have they have more they have more agency. It passes the Brechtel test. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think that's it. I think my problem Fair with enough. it is the is the more I've I, I've seen it a few times now, and I actually really did love it. Um, and I still love some of the music. I will listen to it sometimes, and I would I would go back to it like in a few. I've seen it too recently. I, I think I now. Don't. Yeah, I have to. Be, I, I I need another few years. For yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But um, I think that uh, I, the more I've thought about it, and every time I go back, I'm like, oh, but this plot 
It's far too convoluted. It does not really work. Um, it's convoluted because it's trying to essentially retcon a bunch of but stuff. But that's not why. Done. No, no, that's not why it's convoluted because it tries to be political, but it never really goes anywhere with the politics that it's trying does to it? present. Yes, with like the animals being able to talk and losing the ability to talk. And it doesn't really go anywhere with that. Um, it does quite. It, it, it does kind of start a lot of things that it doesn't do anything with. And I think that's uh, that's kind of started to become my problem with it. Mm. Um, Makes sense. But I, there are aspects of it that I love. Uh, I just think that are, I mean, I think if anything, it kind of tells us that there is a there is a place for more shows like this, and even like fantasy shows, because this is this is like a fantasy show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the genre, but also kind of featuring. <laughs> women who are not just in love with someone else that their role is not being this in love is, with this someone this is the other the other negative to kind of underrepresentation of any group um the main one obviously being the underrepresentation itself but the other thing is that when when a completely mediocre piece of art comes along that represents that that group that group latch onto it and ex- and and and, it's un- and and excel and exalt it beyond its you know it's it's the level it deserves. It's understandable, I think. Yeah, so um, it's, that's, that's the other negative of it. If there was more stuff for for, for that for, for those for that group, then then they would be able to be more critical of that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, but yes, I it's I I feel bad, almost bad saying it because I I really did love it, but I think the last time I saw it, I was not impressed. Um, so I I. I th- I think it has a place, and I think that it has some great numbers, but it also has some numbers that do nothing at all. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's my number four. It's I surprisingly don't four. popular. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> so your that was your number four was big. Yeah. Okay, okay, so we had a little bit of crossover there, and I mm. I managed to say it first. Yes, you did. As always. No, I suspect my number three might be on your list as oh, well. Oh, dear. Go on then. My, no, no, sorry, number four. Sorry, no, not number three. That's number, my number four. four. No, this, this one won't be on your list. This one won't be on your list. Okay. My number four is actually a show. Actually, Wicked is also a show that I've recommended in the past. I think I recommended Wicked on my top five um, language independent shows. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, I took, we took my parents from, to it and they loved it. Exactly. So and this, it has a place. My number four was also on that list. Okay. Uh, despite the fact that I... I I, I don't like I'm on record as not liking this show uh, and it is Mamma Mia damn you Chris I'm so sick of Mamma Mia and I say this as a big fan of ABBA as well but you know I'm on record as hating jukebox musicals and what, Mamma Mia is still in the West End and I think it's still in Broadway it yeah. just won't go away and it's taking uh, up a theatre look I have something else I love ABBA and I love, I love, uh, and uh, Chris, Chris is, is, is a witness to this. I actually love the movies. I know. I love, I love Mamma Mia. I oh, love here him. we go again. I love Here We Go uh-huh. Again too. I'm so funny. Um, and I do think that the stage version does not, uh, does not actually have the magic of the film, which is no, very film, rare for film, me to the say. Film, the second, I haven't seen the first film fully. I've seen. What? No, we're gonna we'll be no, doing. Look, that's what it. I'm gonna be doing tonight. No, I don't. Want to see. We have plans tonight. That's literally. Let's not. cancel those plans. <laughs> Let's go see Mamma Mia. Um, but I, I, the second film I saw in the cinema with you, and I enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed it more than than the stage show. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the film more than the stage show as well. And I and look, I saw the stage show over ten years ago. Was one of the first shows ever that I like that I ever saw at the theater, and at the time when I didn't really have the theater experience to be like, I it was very much a oh I will enjoy all the shows. Most of the cast of film can't even sing, and yet it's better. Oh yeah, but so, it's good because so, it can't. No, but at the time I already thought it was it wasn't great. Yeah, well, there you go. So so it's so, not it's not really. So a, I assume this is going to be on your list as well. Yeah, but higher up. 
Is it really on your list? Yes, it is on my really? list. Really? Yes. What you meant to say That's that? That's why I said damn you. <laughs> oh, right. I thought you just said it because I was dissing something you like. <laughs> no, I, I don't have any passion for the... Um, <laughs> for the, the stage, stage show. show yeah but mom, so it's, it's it's one of those it's funny isn't it right it's it's got obviously great music but it's just not a good stage show i mean it suffers from the classic jukebox musical problem where it has a story it has a rubbish story yeah um and it doesn't make any and it's all the songs feel shoehorned in and then for the last 15 minutes so they said they, they basically just say oh let's just do an abba medley let's just end the story 15 minutes early and just start <laughs> sing a few more abba songs and or and Usually, I would like that, and I do like that in the film. I love that film so much; such a comfort watch. But not the not the show, not the stage yeah. show. I and think the stage is, show lacks top, a bit of magic. Is it in the top ten most highest grossing? Yes, it is. Of yes, course, it is. Of course, yes, it, it is. is. Actually, let me tell of you uh, in a minute. And it, it is, is actually um, number three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. My God. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely overrated. Okay. Right. So, on to your number three. Okay, so my number three uh, is a show we actually talked about here before. And no, I don't think we, we say good things about it before. <laughs> but it's on this list because I expected quite a lot from it. Um, and I didn't get it. And, and it, for many reasons, not just because the acting was poor, but because the state, I, I thought, it was, I thought oh, everything yeah. was underwhelming about it. And it's Chicago. Right. Uh, not so when we saw it, we uh, it was marketed as um, like a revival of the original production. Mm-hmm. So I assumed that we would be seeing like a big stage, big numbers. Turns out the original production was rather small. Very small, <laughs> yeah. And it just really did. I didn't feel like it suited it, and I just really didn't have a good experience, which was a shame because I think it has great things about it, and I think it has great songs. Um, not all. I mean, like there's there's some great moments in it. Um, it's not the the CD world of Chicago is not actually a world I want to. No, occupy. I am. I, I agree with you. Uh, but I have because I like I liked the film Chicago when I saw it. Like I don't know how long ago, a long time ago, um, when it came out with um, uh, Renee Zellweger uh, and Richard Gere. I did enjoy that at the time. Um, haven't watched it since though, mind you. So I don't know how it would fare nowadays. But I really, I was really disappointed with the stage show, and I know it's such a like a big show that people go to see, go see when when it's on. So I yeah, I mean it's not on my list mostly because I just don't. Again, I haven't heard enough people kind of go on about it ever in my life that it hasn't impacted me as mm-hmm. being as being highly rated. Maybe it's highly rated, high, it's more highly rated uh, in the US than it is here. I don't know. Uh, it's it's not on the top ten highest grossing um, films. Uh, it's not films, musicals. Sorry. Then it cannot be on your list. Yes, it can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just. I didn't use that. I didn't use that anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So, how, what do you know where it is? Do you know where it's ranked? Uh, I don't know where it's ranked. No, I don't think. I don't oh, think just this just gives you top, top just 10, gives yeah. you top ten. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, so, I mean, yeah. I, it, I I I didn't. I don't like Chicago either. But it's number. It looks like it's number four on Broadway though. Highest, highest grossing on Broadway. Yeah, maybe you're right there. Maybe it's just more popular in, mm. in Broadway. I think the film um, definitely was popular. Yes, and it did and help it. Re- sure. Yeah, it did. I remember even I remember my parents watching like a talent search TV show, which was about get, keep finding people to take on the roles in, oh, really? in, in Broadway. Yeah, so there was definitely a period where, where there was a Chicago obsession. Okay, there was definitely a, a period of that. But I kind of I think it was when I was very young and I kind of slept through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And therefore, don't associate it being so highly rated. Yeah, but, but yeah, there you go. But I agree that it's not it's not particularly good. Yeah, that's my number three then. So my number three, this is the one I think will be on your list. It will. Um, I think so. Okay. And this is the one that's probably going to make us make me the well, if you if you agree with me, the most enemies. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. 
I, th- I, 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 mean, way, I think I know what it is. Because you're so concerned I, about I, saying it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that concerned. But in a way, I'm trying to decide if I want a last minute change this to number one. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, number three is The Lion King. Okay. Which is not a good stage show. There, it, I said it. I agree. It's not a good stage show. Um, it's it. For, so the people. Every time I, every, whenever I talk to people, they always are so impressed with the animal puppetry, and it always confuses me because a man with a gazelle taped to each arm is not puppetry. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. That's I mean, not there, why. Don't get, I get wrong, think... don't get wrong. There is puppetry in the show. Sazu is a puppet, um, but I mean, there's so many odd decisions. Like Timon, I remember, is a puppet with a man out of the puppet sorry, I guess is the right word with a, with a man behind him controlling him but, mm-hmm. the, but he's in a Timon costume yes and uh, it looks he, like so, they're doing so, that for Olaf and Frozen so, as so well so two of them yeah exactly so you either surely you either have the puppeteer like in black or you or you just have an actor I don't I don't pu- puppetry is not something I enjoy for okay. a start I do not enjoy I don't see the appeal of it I it, it, it reeks of burglar theatre to me. I don't understand why it's unacceptable to have people in black come out and change the set around, but it is acceptable for some reason to have people in black controlling things. It just be- it bewilders me. And and the the um so so I don't like puppetry. I don't like the fact that a man in, in black is, is, is dressed head to toe in black is flying a little Zazu bird around. That just I don't enjoy that. And then when it comes to the animals that are done in a different way, like the cheetah, I remember is a man whose back, who, his legs are painted to look like the high, the, the 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 hind legs of a cheetah, and then he's got like an animatronic cheetah, not animatronic, but like a wooden cheetah coming out of his torso, and then he controls the front legs with his arms. But then we just have to ignore the fact that there's just the torso and head of a man sticking out of the arse of a cheetah. It's it's just it's 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 like they've ba- basically they've they used they used every single conceivable version of puppetry to do all the different animals and it just ends up being a complete visual mess of a menagerie. Um. So I enjoy puppetry. I think it can be really well done, and I enjoyed I enjoyed it in other productions. I don't particularly have anything really to say about the, the puppetry in Lion King. I I don't. Think it's ground. Maybe it was groundbreaking at the time. I don't know. Uh, I assume not because puppetry is around, has been around for so long. Um, to me, the problem with it is just I think it is underwhelming overall as a show. Um, I think Chris and I are both from like the uh, Lion King generation. We grew up watching it, and I like, think I I remember going to the cinema and like I had a birthday party that was Lion King themed. <laughs> um, so I, it was it was just it was a very big deal, and I think the film is very very good. The animation film, yeah, uh, it is. The film is and, good, and and, and and every time when I, when I saw the musical, I could I could feel people wanting to imitate the performances from the film, but feeling like they shouldn't. And so you're just you're inevitably, and the film is the original animated film is great. So you're just inevitably going to get this inferior version of it. Yeah, I saw I I have seen um, Lion King the stage musical twice. The first time, again, I hadn't seen that many shows. And I was just like, okay, I, I enjoyed it. But at, even at the time, when my friend was crying her eyes out, I was like, ah, whatever. Ah, well, I'm faster. Yeah, I think it was just the whole thing. I think it was a very nostalgic experience for her. And even though Lanking, again, as I said, a big part of my childhood, I did not, didn't, didn't really touch me. And if you know me, you will know that I cry at anything. So this is like a, this is a, this is something that's saying something about what, how I feel about this production, and I saw it again um, three years ago or so with my mom. She really enjoyed it, 
but I was maybe more more I don't know my eyes were a bit more keen to certain aspects of theatre that I just I was really really underwhelmed and especially underwhelmed with um with uh, be prepared which is kind of like the big the number big, yeah. yeah and it was so so underwhelming do you remember that they um also they have because like I said I, I think the puppetry is just a biz- a bizarre mishmash of confusion. Um, I don't know what was going on with the ideas there, but also do you remember that the the, the lion characters have like have masks which sit above their heads, but then drop down to cover their faces when they are angry. I think it is. I I'm a very I I remember when Scar and Mufasa are like um you know uh facing off at each other. They both they, their masks their their head their their head their lion heads which are on top of their human heads drop down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's weird. Like, what is that about? How can you think that's good? I don't understand. They've got two heads, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't, and I, I do, I don't think, I don't think, I think this is to do with human. I think the way human brains work. I don't think we can feel empathy for a for a man with in in a silly costume with two heads the same way that we can for an animated lion. I I I don't care when Vasa dies in the stage show. I'm like, well, this is just like what like. Like, what am I even looking at? Yeah, I, I, don't, just, I don't know. If that, I, I'm sure a lot of people do feel it because it seems to move and touch well, I so think many they people. feel it because... It, because, because they know the original. Yes. Maybe, maybe. But also, another thing that caught my attention the last time I saw it was how uh, simplistic the stage was. Yeah. And I have seen... It, it's fine. It's usually fine. I don't actually mind. I don't need... <laughs> the stampede is like little tiny things on like... And you can see the rods that they're on. Yes. It's so bad. Pla- yes. It's so but it's, bad. But it's not... It feels like... And, and I that's why I use the word simplistic instead of simple. Because uh, I think that there was... That, that could have been so much more to that stage. And there is no... It's not attractive. It's not visually attractive. It has... It, 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 it puts all its... All its uh, eggs on the on the let's make it bold and colorful uh, basket instead yeah. of trying to actually make something intricate, which they could have done. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it it is on my list, and now you know my number one and two. <laughs> one and two. Yes. Let's find out which way around they are. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I just don't like it. It's the highest grossing. I know this. It like, is the I, highest yeah, grossing I, musical that of all I time. I actually know. Yes. Um, and that's just because of its name re- brand hey, recognition. That's guys, the only reason. It's, it's us. It's millennials. It's our fault. <laughs> we go see it. That's why. <laughs> that's why they keep getting away with remake with shot for shot remakes of their old films as well because we go yeah. see it. Yeah. Although we didn't, I didn't go see a Lion King um, in the cinema by protest. Fair. We watched. It, we, I think we watched it at home later, didn't we? We did. I've definitely seen it. We did watch it, and we didn't like it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Lion King. I think is un. Believably overrated as a stage musical. What's your number three? I get, my number two. My number three is Chicago. Oh yeah, sorry. So we're at my number two. My number two is Mamma Mia. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, very well. Done, well done for saying. Hey, true. look. Well, well done for admitting that is overrated because I know you like it. I do. I like. I like the film. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, the yeah. film, but I think it's very, very overrated. Come on, it doesn't have Greece. It doesn't have Colin Firth. What else? <laughs> I mean, look. It doesn't. It doesn't have Chris Brosnan being does, terrible it does, it does, at singing. It does have. It does have representation of Greece. <laughs> Not the same. Which all the film has too, right? Well, no, the film might mean film. No, it Greece. was filming okay. Greece. Yeah. Um. So my number two. I'm very surprised it's not on your list. I oh, think yeah. you might have forgotten about it and overlooked oh. it. Um. It is a musical that it is impossible to see. No one will ever see it again. No human being will ever see this musical properly ever again because the audience won't shut the hell up. And it is the Rocky Horror Show. <laughs> so no one can actually experience this musical as it was intended. Ever. 
because it's become it's become this new entity. So I don't know and what I came hate first. It. What came first? Was it the stage show? Or stage, the film? stage show. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm sorry, yeah. Chris. And it's also to, it's, it's 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 it is boring. Ah uh, no, it's, it's fun. Show. It is fun. I think it's fun. The film's boring. I definitely get bored. I don't get me wrong. Everyone likes like yes, yeah, Tim Curry's Frankenfurter is fu- is fun. That's fine. The Time Warp's a fun song, but it's it's just it's just it's it's a pretty it's a I just hate that. Show. I I hate. I it. know. I understand and why we, we you saw, think it's we, And we saw the massive like we saw the the big anniversary production with Richard O'Brien himself playing the narrate the narrator at one point. Stephen Fry also played. Yeah, it. so many people in it. They, they, um, it was guest narrators. Um, we had Mel Gil- Gedroich. We had uh, uh, Stephen Fry. Anthony we had Head. Anthony Head. We had Richard O'Brien himself, as I mentioned. Um, that might have been it. Sure. I think there were more people, possibly. But, um, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it was like kind of the show, to, the, the 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 production to end all productions. It was at the Playhouse, which I hate. <laughs> I hate Do you hate the Playhouse? I hate the Playhouse. I think it's a really terrible venue. Okay. Um, but uh, but it, it, and that was an example of a show just tying back into our new our news. Um, of the production of Cabaret, that was a show where you couldn't get tickets, kind of for love or money, and it was a one night only. Yeah, and we still managed to pick up. I think it was Dress Circle tickets, kind of like a, just the, before, the, yeah, just, just before the show. Yeah, um, just keep your ear to the ground. Basically, keep checking back. For if those you tickets. really want it, yeah, keep checking it. I'd yeah. say in a week, if you if you give yourself a week to get it, you'll get it. Um, this possibly should be number one so far. I mean, this is a cult following. Like the fact that it has those timed responses and everything. That people always shout out, and I don't even like them. Like, what every time Janet's name is said, you shout "slut." It's, it's like I, it's 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 really odd, and I, I it's uh, it's I don't and I don't understand where where these things came from. I don't think I think most people who engage in it probably don't understand where they came from. Um, you know, you get you get brought along to it, and and some people that just enjoy that interaction, and then then it becomes part of their thing. Yeah, then... but I, I quite I like the aspect of it. Weirdly, I I understand I understand not liking the show. I just I do like the the weird thing that's formed around it. Not that I'm part of it. It but feels I just... like a cult. It does it feel felt a like bit... it, when we went to it. It felt like we were in a secret meeting. We'd wandered into a secret <laughs> cult meeting. It did feel like that. But it was quite fun, and I did not um, enjoy that feeling. I, I didn't. Mind and I it. also think most of the music is crap, and the characters are rubbish, and it's just bad. And it's yeah, I just really don't. I really don't like it. And not only are people, not only is it massively overrated. People are so obsessed with it; they come dressed as characters to it. Like that's the epitome of overrated. I mean, you don't see people coming dressed in dressing costume to Hamilton. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's been the uh, the, the. But we the don't time. see it because it doesn't happen enough. If it happens at all, it hasn't happened enough for it to become noteworthy, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I I I understand what you're saying. It's not. I mean, it's never going to be because it's such a, such a weird show. It's never going to be like in the top highest grossing show or anything, and it isn't. Um, but I understand it. It does have a cult following. Uh, it does have people extremely obsessed with it. I do think I think it's it's fun, um, but I agree it's not necessarily a great. You'd uh, never go back to it again. I would go back with friends. I think. Would you? Yeah, because I think I, I think people. I think you told me before you wouldn't go back to it. I was well, pretty confident you'd no, like it. No, I'm just more, more, more mild in my old age. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but to me, it sounds very. It's very much like a panto. And you don't know where the responses came from. You just do them. Why do you say he's behind you? Why? Where did that come from? Because he's behind you. 
Yes, but words. It's, it's more. It, but when the people start shouting things, at the, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But that's that's. But, it, I, but this is so specific that it's weird, and it's and it's just not. And it, yeah, I just I just don't. That's fine. You don't have to like. I don't. I don't like why they shout slash at Janet every time. It's just weird. It is weird. It's that's really weird. really weird. It's twenty twenty one, guys. It's weird. Well, even even aside <laughs> even aside from the non from the from the it's, that's not you know really okay to, to say that it's just I, it's like I I I'm the I'd be the first person to 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 say an inappropriate thing probably half the time I just think it's really freaking weird to shout slut as an actress <laughs> on a stage it's yeah. so odd I don't and 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 I and. And I, and I guarantee it's mostly very, um, you know, most people engaged in it are probably, in all other aspects of life, life very appropriate. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, it's, I, just, I, it's just a way, it's a way to, to get some, um, to, to, to let out some steam in a way. I, it's hard to explain. I do, don't. You want, do you want to hang out with people who have who need to get that kind of anger out? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's really, it, it makes, I don't know. I think, I think it's a really weird phenomenon that I don't understand. And on top of that, it's not a very good show. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and I really don't like and it. And that's your number two. That's my number two. And okay. I, I feel it should have been my number one now. But anyway. Ooh, I wonder what your number one is. What's your number one? My number we know, one we know, is... We know, but we'll let you announce it. It's The Lion King. It's Disney's The Lion King. And I think that's incredibly, totally overrated. I don't even know what to say. Africa is nothing like The Lion King. No, that's... Yeah, that's... <laughs> yes. It's a Book of Mormon quote. That's a quote from Book of Mormon. <laughs> yes, I don't... Um, I I think I I will, and I think we have recommended it. Disney shows are often very good. Recommended a lot of these shows I recommended on, we recommended on the non-language non-language dependent. Yeah, and I and uh, and the more I think about it, it kind of makes sense that they're the most overrated ones. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Does that break down those barriers? Because if you're if you're if you if you're going to something that understand the the language it's in to to completely, then you're not going to get some out of it something. You're not going to get as much out of it on a profound level. No, and as, but it, as but we it has actually, more, it has broad appeal. And right? as we, it actually makes perfect sense. As we mentioned in that episode as well, I think the fact that people know these stories before they go to the theatre helps yes. a lot. Because um, they're already familiar with it. So if, even if they don't fully understand what's being said, they do and they do manage to follow it. Uh, and Disney shows do that all the time. I think mm-hmm. Disney, Disney musicals are often overrated. And I am looking forward to seeing Frozen, having said that. Yeah, I'm, very, um, I'm actually <laughs> very excited about Frozen, funnily enough. Hopefully it'll be the exception that proves the rule. Yes, hope so. But yeah, I. it's not to say that I don't like Lion King. I think it has a has a place, and as in as you just realize that these are all kind of they they are the same shows that this, the 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 Venn diagram is kind of, you know, uh, taking these two things together. So like the the uh, the language independent and these shows that we're now saying are overrated. I think kind of as you said makes sense. So I think they do have a place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think it's more it's more to do with how we feel about them, versus how popular they are. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my number one then, which I again, I was I, I'm surprised it's not on your list in a way. I think I know what it is though. Do you want to have a guess? No. I think it'd be fun if you have okay, a guess. Okay, I think your number one is Lemis. It is. <laughs> my yeah. number one is Lemis. It nearly made my list though. I just thought I just it was number six. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> honorable mention. Honorable mention. Um, yes. We'll do this in a minute. So, but yeah, so so Lemis to me is just it's the it, it to me it's not, it's not the highest grossing of all time, obviously because it's no. Lion King. Is it in the top ten? I'm going to guess. It I is. believe it is in the top ten. Um, let me have a look. Number six. Right, and it is not only is it number six highest grossing music of all time. It seems to be it's the one that everyone has heard of. Everyone, people who don't know musicals at all, have always heard of Le, of Les Mis. It has transcended theater. Yeah, it's now it's in popular culture now. 
Yeah, exactly. It's... And it's in popular culture because of the musical, not because of the book. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, um, Victor Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just, I don't know. It, and it, people kind of say it's all, always talk about how sad it is and everything. And I don't think it's very sad because I think it. It, 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 well, it, 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 it suffers, he is dead inside. It suffers, from, <laughs> it, suffers, it suffers from the problem that you know one death's a tragedy, a million deaths is, is, is a statistic, right? It's like you've got a bunch of students who are not remotely well characterized to just all die in one go, and it's like, okay, yes, I, it's like I, I don't know who these characters are. I don't really care. Um, the fact that Marius survives is not. I wouldn't have cared if he died as well. Marius is not not an appealing character. Um, like the saddest thing is probably Javert's, um, uh, his kind of when his what's his, what his crisis of, not faith, but his crisis of uh, purpo- moral and ethics and all that. Yeah, he doesn't really know where he stands and what's the right. I think I think it has. But it's, it's actually so. It also so when you think when you think about it, as much as I enjoy, as much as I enjoy Javert's um, kind of crisis of, of yeah of of morals. It, it, existential it, crisis yeah. as well yeah as much as i enjoy it it is kind of daft when you think about it the, the idea that a that anyone could 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 live so long without without ever encountering the concept before that a good person can do bad things and vice versa like is he an idiot like it's actually like when you think about it, he killed like i haven't read the book but he kills himself because he can't comprehend that a criminal has done a good thing like what? That's actually so weird. I think when you he's think questioning. I think he's. I think he's questioning his role, not only in in Vaujan's story, but also in other other people's stories. I think that's more. I, I haven't read the book either. I have to ask your mum. But uh, I think it's more to do with the. I think it's that crisis of his. Maybe his role. It's uh, not in life for the lie. Not, it's not. It says he says. Can this man be, be believed? Shall his sins be forgiven? Shall his crimes be reprieved? And the beginning of his soliloquy is. Um, who is this man? What sort of devil is he to have me caught in a trap and choose to let me go free? It was his sour glass that put a seal on my fate. Wipe, what? Put a seal on my fate. Wipe me. Wash something. Wipe out the past. What was that? No, something. Wipe me clean off the slate. Um, all it would take was a flick of his knife. Vengeance was his, and he gave me back my life. So even even so, so it's the fact that even that a person didn't take revenge. Mm. It's not even that a good bad person can do a good thing or a good person can do a bad thing. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it seems like he had. Like I mean, I've met some people in my life who have a very basic understanding of morals, but my God, it's like it's like he it's like it's like he'd never he'd never actually remotely ever thought about how right and wrong interact with each other. It basically sounds like Chavez's an idiot. Like 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 genuinely, like he hasn't got the IQ to contemplate anything. Just just I, I heard the sound of the listeners going away. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I say that someone actually enjoys that soliloquy because when you listen to it in the moment and you know you're swept away in the drama yeah, of it's it, moving. Yeah. it's 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 probably the most interesting part of the show. Yeah. But um, but when you think when you actually break it down, what is happening? I you understand the concept of bad, bad people doing good things. No, I see. I I really enjoy Les Mis. Um, I think it's a very good show. Very good. It's like it's excellent in many ways. It's absolute mess though. When you think about story wise. No, yes, it's a mess story wise, but I. A hundred percent agree with you that it is overrated. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it is, and it's very hard to explain why certain things get so popular. It's very hard. I don't know. I don't know how, but it it is. It is like it is very. It's a very popular show. I don't see it ever going anywhere. Like I think it'll just live in the West End until I die, and beyond. Um, but it, it is. I agree with you. Is the one that kind of made the transition. It's it's out there in popular culture. It's out there in and 
being mentioned in books and TV and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the it is the most kind of like the quintessential musical. Yes. In a way. Um, and it is surprising. I do like again. I do like it. I think it has some brilliant, brilliant numbers. Um, but I do think I, I agree with you. It's overrated. Yeah. I, I I was gonna put it on my list, but I didn't think it was fair because, to me, it was it's just a way of how much I actually like it. And that's why. Yeah, I, I think I was very jaded it. with it. Like so the tra- yeah. the tra- it's overrated. The tragedy of it's completely oversold. Certain major plot points make absolutely no sense. Um, there's a ridi- well, there's a ridiculous love story, which uh, which is the epitome of love at first sight rubbish main characters don't actually make their first appearance until 40 minutes into it um i think there's, that's the there's undertaking. enormous time jumps which don't which 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 are completely r- ridiculous and you're meant to know who is like like, it's, like i remember, like i mean if you didn't actually if you actually went to watch that by without knowing it there's no, no way in hell you'd follow what the hell's happening absolutely no way True. like it's absolutely genuinely it's actual like travesty and like train wreck when it comes to um depict coherently depicting a plot. I think it's a. I think we got to the point that it's not relying on that anymore. But once upon a time, it did surely. And yeah, that's what, I don't. That's what know, yeah, me. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, yeah, it's. A, I think it's such a big undertaking to adapt a massive French novel <laughs> to to the stage, and um, I don't know how successful it is. As an adaptation, it's obviously successful as a musical. Uh, I just mean from like based on what Chris was saying of how like some some plot points are forgotten about, some plot points are not, you know, developed. Some characters show up very late in the show, and we're meant to care for them as if they had been our protagonists from the start. So it's a uh, it's it's hard. I agree, and I totally agree with you. I think if if anyone went to see it who didn't know anything about the story would not get it do you remember that student who runs it you actually have to have a history as well remember that student runs in and goes General Lamarck is dead and you're like who the the hell is that and I know who it is because I know that but but now but but who who, like what why are you what (laughs) (laughs) because I I don't I'm, I'm trying to think is it, is, oh, yeah, he does. It, he it? does get reference. Actually, he gets reference on the uh, when uh, yeah, Lamarck is ill and fading fast, won't last the week out. So they say, but like when he's mentioned there, who is he? Is it even explained? I haven't seen it in a very long time. Is it even explained why they're uh, they're fighting? The student revolt. It, it happened in history. No, it? but is it even explained why? Because surely oh, your audience remember. needs to know. This. No, it's not explained. It's just because it's, uh, I was trying to think if I knew why. Because I don't. I've seen. Where maybe... are the people of the land? Where are the swells who run this show? Only one man. That's Lamarck. Speak for the people here below. That's so. There you go. That's what I guess it's just a. It's a poor. It's a. But what do they? What uprising. do they want? I, I. I don't know. Okay. They want, no, they, 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 they want wanted the people, something. I'm they sure. want the people here below to be spoken for by more than just Lamarck. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair enough. But they're rich students. Power to the that, people. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it's, that uh, it's yeah. It's the, the plot is not well, you know, presented. <laughs> and it's got too so, many plots as well. I think the, the too many plots, too many characters. You know, I think it's yeah. But it wasn't yeah. suitable to be adapted. <laughs> and somehow it's so 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 successful. And that's why I think it's overrated. Fair enough. So this week's tip is a um, pretty, pretty, pretty big one actually. Very timely. Um, it's only valid for the next uh, five days or so, and it is that today ticks had um, a London Theatre Week sale uh, with which, loads of shows on sale. Yeah, it's which, really good t- uh, prices. And we mentioned earlier on we booked two shows. We booked it through this sale on the last day of it, but no, it was not the last day of it. It has been extended by another week. What a plot twist! 
So now you have until the 12th of September to book lots and lots of tickets for better prices. Yeah, and we really would recommend you uh, you, 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 take, you avail of these. Some, some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, for example, the, the sale is a bit meh. Because um, I actually looked at it thinking, oh no, we booked tickets, we missed out on a sale. But actually, the the the, I, I, the seats that were available at a better at, a, at the discount price are, are worse than the seats we ended up we got. Okay, that's I, fine. It. <laughs> well, my opinion anyway. Um, but there's still, still there are still good seats for us um, available, and they are cheaper than than. And it's definitely worth having a look because shows which are usually very expensive, like Mary Poppins. Uh, are on the sale. Yeah. Wicked and Lion King. Wicked <laughs> Lion King, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon, Back to the Future, Come From Away. So there's lots of good stuff. So a lot of these shows also obviously have rush tickets, which we've recommended many times in the past. And obviously rush tickets are even cheaper for even better seats, generally speaking. Um, but obviously you have to be, you have to race for them that day. Yes. And if you want to plan ahead a little bit, and if you're not in London, if you want to come to London for the day or something, you might want to have your ticket already booked. And this exactly. is such a good opportunity to do it. And a lot of them are not. There. So it's booking until the 12th of, of September. But for for a longer period, so like the the tickets are in so like yeah yeah I think September you can look for October next month or so yeah yeah so it's wor- definitely worth checking it yeah out. it's worth checking out even if you live in London and do have rush tickets available but if you yeah as ever said if you come from outside of London definitely and this is oh. not one of those little rubbish sales you know where they barely sell any where they, where it's 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 genuinely genuinely really good sale yeah and have a look sometimes the dates closest to you are not the best like closest to where we are are not the best but look further there'll be um there'll be good good prices and good seats yeah so that's today ticks london theater week sale has been extended to the 12th of september 2021 do book your tickets uh using using this sale you'll save quite a bit of money And for our far too many notes sections, the uh, section this week, we are going to talk about uh, a topic that we've been thinking about for a while. I think, especially since we saw constellations, this is something that's been on our minds, mm-hmm. and it's uh, seeing different actors playing the same role. Yeah. So we have. Well, we should probably think of a, good, of a catchy title: same actor, no different actor, same same role. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually, we actually intended on going back to see constellations again with a with with new um with another cast to kind of uh to kind of jumpstart this yeah. conversation. And here's the thing that kind of happened: we kind of decided we didn't like constellations enough to go back and see it again. We did, yeah. Maybe we should have waited, but we also wanted to bring you a review, and we were. Ex- I was actually quite excited to see it. Yeah, I was too, and I was I was convinced I was going to like it enough to go back and see it again. Yeah, so Um, there you go. So I was was keen on seeing Chris O'Dowd in it, and we actually had the opportunity to go see it with Chris O'Dowd, but we actually we we just thought I just don't want to spend my evening. It was it was a combination of um, it wasn't that great. We are very tired. (laughs) We need an evening in in, and like just to relax, so we didn't go see it. But um, we have seen plenty of actors, plenty of actors playing the same role. Yeah, uh, in the past, and it's just an so. interesting. It's an interesting brief topic to to discuss. Which uh, just what what it kind of it, it kind of gels well with other topics we've had before, such as um, you know we talked about the art of reading scripts. Now scripts are only a small percentage of the overall mm. the overall um, impact that a show has because an actor definitely brings a lot to a role. Yes, um, and and they will largely you know characters the character doesn't change and therefore therefore there are certain things that are always going to, the characters always always do the same things and say the same things um but there's it, it is it is sometimes uh very surprising to see how much uh subtle changes can impact um 
your relationship with that character. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, so some examples, kind of off the top of my head, would be actually the most recent example uh, we saw would be uh, we saw Blood Brothers quite recently, um, with a very young Mrs. Lyons. Yes. Uh, and that was very, very, very different. This is I never I've never been felt so empathetic for Mrs. Lyons. Maybe because I'm an ageist, but it, well, it wasn't just because of her age. It was also to do with the way she just the way she played it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she played Mrs. Lyons as much more. How would I describe it? Much more. So she came across as much more of a tragic character. More desperate. Yes. Like there's a combination of being naive and Ra- desperate. Na- yes, I think naive. Actually, naive. I think is the word. Yeah. I think you've hit that one on the head. She she came across as more naive and silly. Um. So she she came up with this daft plan, which her and her naivety led her to believe it would work. It. She didn't seem as calculated or as manipulative. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um. Because um, even when she uses the whole the whole um superstition thing to kind of trap Mrs. Johnston. It still it because of the way she'd built up the character as being naive and and, and foolish mm-hmm. ra- rather than calculated, it didn't come across as preying on Mrs. Johnston's vulnerability. Oh definitely, yeah. It came across more as her trying to protect herself. De- desperation. Yeah. Yeah. It comes across as she's she, this woman has made some uh, very strange decisions and she needs to to back them up now yeah. somehow. Because that's it. When push comes to shove, there that that that's that's kind of that's a thing. When she says to, when she says um, when she says you can't tell any you won't you won't tell anyone the truth because if you do you'll kill them. That's kind of there's only one way you can kind of play that line. Really, obviously, you, I mean, you can. You can, I mean, I have heard it played differently. I've heard it shouted. I've heard it said yeah, quietly. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, the the true grit of that line is the words and not how it's said. I think. Um, well, look. Okay, what I'm trying to say is that sentence means what it means and always will, and therefore it is quite threatening in a way. And that's but but the way it comes across is completely dictated by everything that came how the character's been up to then. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And the way she's been, and she seemed kinder to Mrs. Johnston again, even though the lines were the same. Um, when she's asking her how, when she's asking her how she is, how are you saying, Mrs. Johnston? Um, uh, how you find the job and all that? It, it, she just she sounded kinder. Yeah. And I think maybe that's also is because Miss Johnson is old. It was, was would look, seem to be a bit older. Yeah, um, we'll we'll definitely. I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about Blood Brothers uh, very soon in the future. But I think that uh, one of the things with her as well is that she seems um, less conscious of class, almost like, oh, she's blind to that, even though she's very much benefiting from it, if yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. You know, she's kind of, she doesn't, she hasn't thought about it. To her, that's just her world. It's just how it works. These differences are just how the way they are, because that's how things are. Instead of, she doesn't really have this kind of, she was less stuck up than yes, the previous less, actresses that we've seen. she was less stuck up, definitely. So she, they, she, obviously, it's almost as if she, she knows they're not equals, uh, but she doesn't, she doesn't think she's necessarily better. She just kind of accepts this, this is the way things are, and it's different. Yeah, she's she's winning and she's happy with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's not going to change that because she's ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it do, and it just as a result made me feel a lot more sympathetic towards her. And also, I remember when in the, in, in the the last thing she does is when she tells Mickey when she reveals to Mickey what that um, Linda's been seeing Eddie. Yeah. Um, every time I think before I've seen it, she always has like she always has a shawl over her head, like yeah, a, like the, the, what you associate with an elderly lady. Um, 
You know, you know, you, it, the, like, you, a, like a scarf wrapped around, yeah. wrapped around the yeah, top, so the top hair, of the head. Yeah, so the hair is not undone, yeah. But yeah. Not so elderly necessarily. I, I, is it, yeah, I think okay. Maybe it's just, that's my association. And I don't know, it always kind of made her seem... She always seems very decrepit in that scene. And this, and I was, and I remember thinking to myself, be interested in how this, how this younger woman looks doing it. Mm-hmm. And it does, it, it, everything she does see, just seems a little bit more understandable. Okay. She was, she was definitely more, it was easier to sympathize with her. Definitely. Yeah. With her, with her plight. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you. And it's you. all to do with the, just the way she, she delivered lines and carried herself. And it, and it has, it, 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 it has an incredibly profound impact. On, on my relationship with that character and I, I think that's remarkable yeah and um speaking of favorite musicals <laughs> i always uh, remember um in in once as you know the split bros is your favorite <laughs> once is my favorite um and ron and keaton keaton being uh, cast to play guy you know the mm-hmm. main character and i remember being very skeptic when that happened because it's my favorite musical i wanted it to be great mm-hmm. and I, I was just like oh no, another stunt casting yeah. Why are they doing this? Uh, and we had seen great guys before, had seen not so great guys before. Um, and he was pretty good. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, Surprisingly, I think good. he was possibly playing himself. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably. But it worked out. And it's just uh, weird. Like, I think he brought he brought something to it that others didn't have. Authenticity. He did. I think he did. I think maybe because it was very much something that was close to his heart. Uh, and, most, and I think the fact that he was also Irish. And I think most of the guys we'd seen weren't Irish. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think, I think that's, that's definitely defi- that's definitely gonna have some, that's definitely gonna impact it, right? Mm. Yeah, it's that's an, one an, of uh, the ones I always think of. Yeah, as these uh, experiences, not all stunt casting is bad. <laughs> but I don't think he felt. Uh, I don't think he he maybe think differently about the character. No, no, I guess not. But he did. He did play it well. Got and, a fresh uh, angle, though. Yeah, I think so, and I think I think the jokes kind of worked in a different way. Mm-hmm. The, the delivery worked because obviously they also had to. They also had to change. I think they they no, they didn't change the Michael Bublé um, gag, did they? they? Because Ronan Keaton has actually written songs for Michael Bublé. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kept it uh, to make fun of it, and obviously he took it. You know, it was a very good sport <laughs> about him. <laughs> why? Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Well, if exactly. you're if you're that famous and you're going to be insecure about a joke made about you on a stage, then I think you <laughs> you got bigger problems. Um, yeah. I think a good one as well. Um, a very good one to like a really good role for interpretation is the role of Phantom. In oh yeah, definitely. Um, there's two kind of major ways I've seen actors lean into that, and one is, um, uh, what's the word gonna be for this? So one would be anger. You can really lean into the anger psychopath side, and the other would be kind of um, the the more the tragic, more the tragic, mm-hmm. the tragic yeah. hero. So he can be the tragic hero, or he can be the villain. There you go. Found it. Good. Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, is Hanton the tragic hero, or is he the villain? I think who what you think will largely depend on who you saw play the part. Yeah. And I think that's really that's a really interesting case study for this topic. Um so I've never seen him play the anger side more than Tim Hauer when we saw him as Phantom. He really leaned into that that ang- into the uh but but he leaned in, in such a way in that's that you still feel for him, right? Because Cause it's, ang- it's angered and troubled. Yeah, so well, and, it's, and it's anger so it's 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 it's, it's weird, right? It's it's um he is ultimately you. He is um. He is uh. He is he's he. He doesn't view Christine as a person, right? In my opinion, um. 
and obviously that's wrong and obviously Christine is a person who doesn't deserve to have what happens to her happen to her but if you just kind of try if you if you try and just empathize with the phantom for a moment you realize that he's not viewing her as a person he's hurting he's just he's just an object of his desire which so yeah, yeah she is just an object of his desire and I'm in in in, in, in and some and it's some, something to him that he is owed by the world yeah. right he's that the world's indebted to him because of how, uh, and he, he's he's kind of calling in his chips essentially. That's how he views it. So, um, are you essentially saying that Phantom was the original incel? <laughs> no, because incels don't have any, don't have the justification Phantom has. Because um, Phantom actually has been cast aside by society. Yes. Yes. Um, and he's basically yeah. So he 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 feels that he's this is he's he's owed something by the world mm-hmm, and and, mm-hmm. and and his anger is is arguably justified. Yeah, his, not, anger, not, his, not, his anger is justified. Not his treatment of Christine, but his anger. No, but you have to you have to kind of see it through his lens where Christine yeah. is not a human. Christine yeah. is is, a, is an object, and that's that's a delicate word to say with around. It's no, co- I know, I'm but not, not, I don't mean an object. But in 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 so far as when women are usually treated treated as objects. The fact that she's a woman is neither here nor there, but she is an object. No, the thing is, I think she's everyone everyone is an object to him. Everyone has treated him as an object. Yeah. And that's how he learned. Yeah, he doesn't understand how human reality Yeah, that's how works. he learned to treat people. Yeah. So he thinks it's his it's his opera house. It belongs to him. Yeah. People owe him things. Yeah. You know, so it's a, the, his, his, he's not part really of that kind of social contract that we're all part of. He, of yes. the, he hasn't really n- learned how to interact. Yeah, and when people play him more tragic-like, I think... Um, more as a tragic hero, they have to they have to kind of lean off, lay off that, and make it seem that he does understand social conventions a bit better, because yeah, because because um, um, and and uh, yeah and yeah, I, mean, well, I think when I think of that, that's kind of the harder thing to do in a way because our, yeah, it's like, but so it is the more common more common angle to mm-hmm. to kind of have him as this tragic figure who. Uh, but 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 uh, whereas Tim Harrow has uh, played him as an angry villain, but then still you still get that tragic tragedy through. Oh yeah, because definitely. because because definitely. as he as he, I think I think that's it, right? I think the ending is more impactful if he's been played as a villain, because the ending is when he break when he when he when he crumbles and you see the man inside, and and you realise that he was kind of that he was created by by us. Yeah, and so it turns out that we all like we're all just humans with the same needs. And yeah. desires, and he did. He just he was he was treated so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think I, I like I like both ways. I kind of agree. With, I agree with you. There's some there's a lot there's some satisfaction. Maybe some catharsis even in watching uh, him being played with such anger. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then crumble and then like collapse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think so. And I think I, I definitely saw a new angle to the character when I saw Tim Howard play him. And that's a show I'd seen many times before with several different actors. Um, so it does. It just goes to show there's always, well, not necessarily always, but there's generally an extra, another angle, and another that, you know, that an actor can take, and another, uh, another thing to glean from a character. And that's why it's always so tragic when you see actors kind of mm. basically copying previous performances. Yeah, I wonder if they could. I, I haven't seen. I can't remember really. That we were talking about Les Mis, and I was thinking of uh, Fontaine, and I always find that she could be played differently. <laughs> Uh, no offense to anyone who's played her before, but I think I think they she is almost played with no agency. She's kind of letting things happen to her, and she she falls into this trap because it's she needs. Kind, to, it's almost the point of her in a way that she has no. Agency, yeah, but I think it? I think I think maybe I think it's it would be even more dramatic if she did have agency. 
and she was given mm. the she you know she knew what she was doing more and she was more aware of it uh but yeah i know i look i'm not an actress i don't know i can't i think i don't think we spent enough time with her for, well yes for, I think that's, the problem, that's her tragedy which is which is another yeah. which is the problem with name is as we talked about earlier on it's just got too many characters and too many plot lines and you don't spend enough time with any of them yeah that's true um i do think she suffers for that um I mean, uh, do you know? Do you have any, do you have any kind of case studies you, you could quote? Oh, let me think. Do you have anything else in mind? Um, yeah, I can think of. Um, so uh, comparing, and this is this is slightly slightly less less perfect because um, of the different mediums involved. But comparing Limo Miranda's portrayal of Hamilton to Ash Hunter's portrayal of Hamilton. Oh, um, yeah. In the musical Hamilton, <laughs> um, so like Limo Miranda, as far as I'm concerned, plays him as an, as a petulant child, basically. And I always found Ash Hunter. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm putting words in his mouth, so to speak. But my, I always, my perception was that Ash Hunter had great sympathy for the for the person for the man for, the, for his for his tragedy for, for, his, of, car- for yeah. his character. Yeah, and he wanted us to feel that as well. And he 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 portray he portrays for me he portrays Hamilton much more as as a uh, man making mistakes than uh, than than a jerk <laughs> yeah so portray- I think he portrays Hamilton as someone making mistakes that are almost beyond his control he doesn't understand why he's making those mistakes almost like he, he is kind of going through life without fully understanding certain things yeah he's a much sweeter demeanour oh yeah um, that he does you, you feel like you want to give him a hug but while still completely playing the bratty teen when he needs to like he's still sassy when he wants to be sassy but in his quieter moments he's he's much more believable yeah and, um as as and and gentle uh and i always remember when philip spoiler alert when, <laughs> when, when philip hamilton dies in act two i always remember when we sat in the second row whenever well the front row i think it possibly was the time um the second time we saw him um, and I remember saying to Deborah that the look in his eyes, it looks like the f- he just realized the first time that his actions have consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and there, and because obviously after that point, the character's never the same. He's never bra- bratty again, really yet from that point. Well, he is a bit, I suppose, but he's sassy. not, not in the same way. Yeah. No, he, it's he, a turning he, point. For he fund- he's never the same it. again after that, uh, mm-hmm. after that scene. And it made, and it made like, I, I could see the moment that the character, the character changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, for, first of all, it's just a, it's just an overall compliment of Ash Hunter's portrayal, but I do. But the, the the thing I suppose the thing I'm trying to highlight is the difference between how much I hated Hamilton from listening to the soundtrack and viewing, and 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 I still hate him when I watch the the Disney Plus version. I think he's a nasty character. Um, whereas Ash Hunter, with exactly the same material, makes me feel much more sympathy for him mm. because just because of the way he plays it. Yeah, and speaking and of that's a huge difference. That's a, that's a huge difference. Yeah, Not disliking a character versus feeling sorry for a character solely based on the actor. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Hamilton, uh, I think there is a difference with our birds as well. Um, and I also thought that yeah. with uh, so I think I think there's a so we saw uh, we were very lucky to see Giles Terrera playing Burr in the West End. Uh, and obviously, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, made a big name for himself with, with the character on Broadway. And I do think they play it very differently. Obviously, yeah. again, I haven't seen, I haven't actually seen the Broadway version live. Mm-hmm. Um, but Giles Terrera kind of brought some some gravitas, I think, to to Burr. I think, I think, I think him and Ash Hunter did actually both did oh, sim- the did perfect s- duo. No, but I think they did similar things. <laughs> yes, yes. Because um, I think Leslie um, o- Odom, is that his name? Yeah, Odom Jr. Yeah. I think he was much too angry. 
Yes, it'll be more kind of yeah, I think so. And I think there was more there was more vulnerability to Giles Terrera's portrayal of Burr. Um he is a very he's well, he's known for his acting before his singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that kind of shows here. And it was very much there, it was very much present in his portrayal of Burr. Um he's very much more like you can see that his burr is trying to be to to present this uh, very confident facade, but he's very insecure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know. Well, maybe we do with life. I don't know. But I don't from from the uh, from the film from the Hamilton film. I don't think that uh, Leslie Odom Jr. does. No, well. he he doesn't. He doesn't. Co- no, he to, for me certainly he doesn't portray that. No, successfully he definitely portrays an angry and bitter person, and that's kind of why I think I think I think. Um, I mean, obviously, this, I think this is probably unpopular opinion, but I think. I think yeah, that original duo of Limo Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. is quite. It's very. It's massively lacking nuance. Mm. Both, maybe maybe both there's a response to each other's portrayal. I don't know. I don't. But know they're what. very. They're both very root one kind of just cross with each other. Yeah. Whereas Leslie, uh, sorry, whereas Giles Terrera, yeah, his his portrayal of 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 Burr for me is much more. Um, it's more that he's he's not angry at Hamilton. He's angry at the world, and Hamilton represents kind of every. It represents that. It represents the things that he thinks are unjust. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I yeah, I just think it. I just think it's a much more nuanced relationship between them. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really feel that they're ever friends in the. Broadway cast's depiction, in my opinion. Yes, I agree that in in the version we saw in the West End, I think with with uh, with Ash Hunter and Giles Terrera, I think there's a there's some that they seem to care for each other. Yeah, so well, there's definitely times, some mutual times, respect. Yeah, at times, you know, because there is this this implication that they were friends, even if they didn't really see eye to eye. Yeah, they were. So. They were friends, and that's the uh, he says, "Burr, my first friend, my enemy." Yeah. Um, you know, they were frenemies, I mean, look, as, you, as you told me. We know, we know, we know. Yeah, they were frenemies. Yeah, they, I mean, look, it's uh, it's it's his it's his Draco Malfoy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 it's. They were just enemies. <laughs> ah, but they're so they're 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 so similar in so many ways. Um. So yeah. Anyway, both, we'll go jerks. into it. <laughs> but um, yeah, my were Giles Torero was crying at the end of the um. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the one we, the, mm. the second time we saw, it, I think it was, which is neither here nor there, obviously, from from the perspective of of quality of performance as David Mamet said the fact that the actors feel the emotion doesn't guarantee the audience is um but yeah. it just but it the just, audience were <laughs> yeah we were but, yeah. but 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 um but not because he was no no I think the, but because it was very well done um, right? but it, it goes to show I think his I think it it, it, it tells something of Giles Torero's relationship with with the character and his his own opinion Yes, on, I think on, so. He how, brought his how, own his own version of the character to, yeah, well, to he, life. He clearly he's he's for whatever reason, Giles Torero, whatever way he views the whole, whatever way he views that plot, he sees it as a tragedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. When the end when when the ending occurs, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is a spoiler because it's what happens in history that Hamilton dies and and Burr is blamed for it. Hmm. He, yeah, he obviously he did do it, but. There's more nuance to what happened, there basically, is, yeah. right? And and I think and I I just didn't get that from Leslie Odin Jr. No, I guess not. But um, and I think that's yeah. As I said, I think the fact that you can get you can I can like a character and dislike I the fact that I like like and dislike Hamilton depending on who plays him mm. is a testament to how 
it's just how you know how how diverse that role is, I guess. And how much can be done with a role as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like as I said, I'm not in musical theatre, so I don't really know. Like I, I'm sure there are there are limitations to what you can do because obviously the the script is a limitation, and you know like the things that you have to do. But at the same time, there's more you can do with it. Um, and characters will play a different, and, and actors will play it differently, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's always interesting, I think, to to go to different productions of the same show or sometimes the same production with a different actor and mm-hmm. just see how different it can be. Yeah. And how, like, sometimes they'll bring confidence, sometimes they'll bring kind of some tenderness. I don't know. There's, there's play, lots can, of different you can, ways You can to play do the it. same thing straight and you, play, and you play it comedically and, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. It, again, again, it just leans into how the script is only su- what's such a small part. Yeah, I know. We uh, Interestingly, we mostly mentioned um, musicals. Yeah, I was just thinking that, actually. But do you think that... Um, and <laughs> this but it was is, meant this, to be a play this that will be, this, is, this. this is uh, contradictory in a way, but do you think that maybe uh, plays have more room for that, for, for, for these changes, than musicals? Because some musicals are also kind of set to music. There's something. There's, there's only so much you can change, I guess. Or do you think that's that both of them have the same no, uh, I, I possibilities? No, I think they probably both have the same possibilities. I mean, you okay. can sing, you can perform a song incredibly differently y- yes, as well. Yes, true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely. You can definitely. Yeah. No, I think. I think. Uh, I. I know. I understand what you're saying because obviously you're locked into the me- into a mu- into the melody. You're locked into the timing. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a limit to how much you can mess with timing of a delivery of a song. Yeah. But. Um, but I think ultimately, there's an, a good actor has enough tools at their disposal, and it has enough flexibility allowed within the performance um, to do the same thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually just trying to think there of, of any because like constellations was, was going to be the jump, our initial jumping yeah, off platform I think, for this topic. I think it's natural that we are mentioning musicals mostly because that's why we tend to go back to see because plays usually have very limited runs. Yes, there's the only the only mousetraps only music the only play I can think of that, that has is, been uh, there for forever. That's, that's just staying. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, we've we've seen. I mean, we've seen um, the comedy about bankrupt with, oh, mul- yeah. with multiple casts. Yeah. The play that goes wrong, multiple casts, and Peter Pan goes wrong with multiple casts. Um, but I don't think they're. I mean, they're comedies, so they're not really as well suited for uh, heavy dissection of character motivation mm. <laughs> and the way and the way the different actors approach them approach it. Um, I mean, I can think of some. Uh, for example, some um, Pinter and Beckett uh, uh, film, uh, you know, film TV adaptations that um, that I've seen, and uh, so, and I've, something I've, I've, I have found is that they they always play the. I mean, maybe this is an impact. Maybe this is more an impact of the live of kind of the live event. Mm-hmm. But I always find that the comedy of 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 those of Beckett and Pinter is played up a lot more in on the stage. Yeah. Um, now I said maybe that's maybe that's because of. To the mediums um, that you, the shared experience makes it more makes it more funny, mm-hmm. but um, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that's you, in 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 a Pinter or Beckett, there's definitely hu- a lot of humor to be found, which may or may not be focused on by an actor. And I think it's definitely going to give you a very different relationship with the plot, depending on if the humor is kind of drilled into or not. Yeah, and even uh, potentially the pauses. Uh, in Pinter and how that's worked into film because I think it's probably very different the way that works uh, on screen to to the stage like compared to the stage how the, pause, how the pauses are yeah and just because in the film obviously your your gaze is still very much directed during a pause but yes, how, how is that direct, how is that done on stage it's very different because you have because you still have the characters on stage you can still see everybody in the in the film I think the choice is almost made for you 
in film, it is made for you. And um, I and I and in, I'm I'm sure in theater, some of it is made for you, but it's, it's harder to control because you do have the whole st- the whole set at all times, pretty yeah. much. Oh, you of know? course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, lighting will definitely have an element of yeah. of, of directing your gaze, but uh, but yeah, def- but um, but there's definitely going to be greater freedom. But that's more difference, as we said, between the the stage and the and the um and television itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I can think of is one actually you didn't see. It was Jane Eyre, uh, the play, which I happened to see. I think I saw it twice with the same cast, but comparing it to uh, to the t- TV adaptations, obviously mm-hmm. it's not the same text, so they're not going off the same yeah, text. But it's the same characters. Yeah. It's the same characters, and it's it's played very differently. So on stage, for example, they had the same actress play Jane at all ages. Right. Even as a baby, she does. They they have a they have a pretend a pretend baby that they're they're, they're like nursing, and she does the crying. That's weird. In the back, <laughs> it's, it can it can be yeah, but it but it it works, and obviously it's not gonna that's not gonna be done on uh, on film or on TV or whatever. It's yeah, just yeah. gonna be played very differently. It's uh, a lot of it. It's funny how certain lines even become more impactful uh, in different by say said by different actors, but also in different versions. And I'm sure that works to different productions of plays as well. Yeah, not yeah, just course. a different actor, but different uh, production. Yeah, but it ultimately is remarkable how how much uh, can be you know how much is brought to it. it basically, I, until you see the same role played by more than one person, I don't think it's easy to appreciate just how much is brought by the actor, how many kind of choices the actor and and the actor in combination with his dire- his or her director make. Yeah, and, ha- and how it can impact how you view the character and the plot. Weirdly, I think, not weirdly, but this particular discussion, I think um, dialogues and converse as well in our previous debate about reading scripts, because I yeah, think I that, that yeah, 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 but I think I think it does um, and because because in, in the script, you only have those words on on paper on a page, uh, which sure you can you can take whatever you like from them, but then you kind of leave out all that the actors bring into it. Well, you need an artist but, to interpret those words for you and different artists interpret it differently, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, or present it to you. Yeah, you to present, yeah. To present them to you. I suppose you interpret them in turn, but you need an artist to present them to you. And how they're presented is a choice. So you know, exactly, the, the yeah. way the way it's done is a choice. And if you if you just read the lyrics of uh, "Wait for It," for example, versus seeing it, so, so you can you you know, I I can't I can't read read music, and I'm not suggesting reading music. But if you just read the lyrics of "Wait for It." There might not be not much to it, mm-hmm. but when you listen it, to it being interpreted and kind of you know done on stage, is very different. You mentioned six um, when we weren't earlier on. Before, oh yeah, and and because uh, it, it made me think of actually was I'd, I'd seen a YouTube I've seen a couple of YouTube videos of six performances. And I have I saw someone commenting how which is the fifth person who sings the one who was like abused. Catherine Parr. No, no, the fifth person. Oh yeah, of course six. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, Catherine Howard. Catherine Howard and how I've seen I saw someone in the comments kind of commenting on. The person in the video and how they play it much they they there's she's their favorite version of it because they play it much more um ah like um as much she she gets she she's much more plays into the tragedy of what happened to the character much more she's yeah. much more upset about it and and because the one we saw live i did did not get across um the the kind of the tragedy of what happened to that mm-hmm. person like at all in my opinion um I I did not leave that song thinking that was a terrible event I went oh that was fun yeah it's actually quite <laughs> a dark song when you think it's about it it's quite dark yeah but, it, but she didn't play it dark at all 
Yeah, so what's very interesting about sex, and I don't know if you know this, I actually have learned this recently, is that all the understudies and alternates have different costumes for the Saint Queen. So all their costumes yeah, know, are, are slightly that, yeah. different yeah. because there's this thing of like the, the whole show is about how they are kind of reclaiming their story. Yeah. And they all have the, the, their version of their story, like trying to create a new version of that story. So each person who plays those characters, so each person playing Catherine of Aragon will bring something different to it. So they have, uh, therefore, they have different uh, costumes, mm-hmm. which is fun, which is, just, is fun. it's a, an acknowledgement of that the fact that it's different. If someone else is going to play them, it's going to be different. Yeah, it's the same character, but it's different. It's different yeah. actor playing it. And yeah, it depends on your philosophy, I guess, of uh, how acting works, you know. Whether you're Mimetian or Stanislavski, to how much that matters, but definitely, um, I think that's that's that's, that's kind of cool to acknowledge the different actresses. Because um, usually, the, when you have understudies, have they it. have exactly the same costume. It's exactly everything the same, right? So it's, yes, it's... yeah, exactly. And they generally speaking are, are trying to. Well, I, 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 this is there's some hyper. There's some. Uh, there's some guesswork involved here, I'm not. But they, they, from my experience of seeing understudies, they generally speaking are trying to replicate the the yeah. leads performance to a certain extent they do don't get me wrong they definitely I mean, they've had their own direction they've had their own sessions with the director and they do definitely try to make it their own and you know some of them will definitely be like oh this is my time i gotta smash and so some of them will do a better job even and some, some of them do will a better ha- job but yeah. there is always that element of being in the shadow yeah um of the the main the main of having something to prove i guess yeah mm. yeah yeah um, but it's definitely worth acknowledging again how different it can be and how interesting it is to be able to go back to see certain characters played by different people. Yeah, and it's, it is some. It can be a reason to go back and see something you've already seen. A hundred percent. Yes. Uh, uh, one of the reasons we went back to see Phantom was because we Tim Howard. Excuse me, Tim Howard was stepping into the role for a while. Yeah. And I wanted to see his portrayal, and I'm glad I did because it was different. It did yeah. give me a fresh angle on the character, and it gave me a fresh lease on the show, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I mean, yeah, that's definitely. fantastic. So yeah. yeah, so let us know what you guys, uh, if you guys have any experience of seeing the same show multiple times with different actors and if it did or didn't have a profound effect on how you interpret the show and if it did, how that came, what, how, that, how that took place, how that manifested. I'd be very interested to know. So do let us know on restricted.view on Instagram. And that will bring us to the end of this episode of the Restricted View podcast. Thank you ever so much for joining us for our list and our and our um, discussion topic, etc. Um, we do hope you get cabaret tickets if you'd like to go see them. Yes, I'm uh, sure you will. Keep trying. And in the meantime, uh, definitely take us up on that tip and check out the London Theatre Week sale to get some uh, well-priced tickets. Um, maybe go see some of our top five musicals of all time rather than our overrated musicals. Well, go see something you've already <laughs> seen and see how that compares. Oh, what fantastic! Yeah. I mean, just just, oh, just segue, <laughs> segue after segue into every section that we did today. It was all on purpose. <laughs> so we've had we've had two lists in a row now. So we we do feel we owe you a review. So we'll do our absolute best to um to tackle this busy schedule that we've had and see a show this weekend and bring you a review next week. But yeah. regardless of review review or not, we will catch you guys again next week on the Restrict View podcast. Yes. Yeah, see you next week, everyone. <laughs>